Game Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 109, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. With me today, I have a lovely crew for our podcast this night evening, um, and that is the people who are Diana Gray, Alex Jedrzak, Michael Gray, James Pelster, and Anna Bernarski. Everyone, please introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. My name is Diana Gray, GameCola.net's resident fangirl. And I'm playing a video game right now. Shocker. <laughs> hello, everyone. I, well, it is shocking for Game Cola. Um, hello, yeah. everyone. I am Alex Jedi Jedruzak. Uh, I am humble piano bum just back from my trip to Japan. Hello, everybody. I'm Michael Gray, and I used to be in charge of the podcast. I'm not sure what I do now ever since I've been usurped. <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. Hi, I'm James Falster, and I decided to crash this podcast, because why not? Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski. I'm Game Cola's uh, resident social media trash queen. And that's all of the people that are here. So, we did it. Good job, everyone. Good intro. Good job. We See, introduced Jenny, ourselves. I want to go, Jenny, I want to go back real quick. Because you yeah. said, like, a hobo piano or something, and um, I'm kind of curious where that came from. Humble piano bum. What is that? Is that a thing, or did you just make it up? Have you been on GameCola.net? Uh... uh <laughs> yes. Have you... I just finished. just finished <laughs> being co-editor-in-chief with Diana for hey, several months. Hey, that's me. So I was on GameCola.net, the website that you can see with your own eyes. I guess uh, I guess a more apt question would be, were you on GameCola.net approximately uh, three to five years ago, perhaps, mm. <laughs> when this was a more common joke on GameCola? <laughs> see, five years ago would have been 2012, which would have been before my time. Oh, man. As you can now see... On the I, I updated Game Cola website, where it tells you how long we've been on the staff. Would you look at that? There have been updates to the Game Cola website. Okay. GameCola.net. So for our, for our more recent listeners, why don't you explain what a humble yes. piano bum is? <laughs> um, a humble piano bum is basically anybody who's no longer doing the thing that they used to do. Notably, <laughs> that's right. One time. Was a attorney, but then in in one game he was a humble piano bum, and now he is an ace attorney again. <laughs> Nobody liked him as a piano bum. Oh, no! Nope. He wasn't very good at playing piano. Anyway, how do you get so. a piano when you're a bum? Like those are expensive. <laughs> he he had a side business, uh, gambling. He, he used his daughter's psychic powers to cheat. That is true. <laughs> so how did he lose money? Well, it wasn't that he lost. He was money, cheating. He, he won all the time. But how did they figure out? How did they figure out that he was cheating? She has a magic bracelet, and he basically he, it, apparently he was really good at poker just in general. But um, you know, he used his daughter to cheat on all the very important matches. I don't. If that think, makes sense. I don't think that she has all bracelet. the time. Does she have a bracelet? Oh, maybe she, she does. doesn't have a bracelet. Maybe she does. Oh, well, then it. how does she? She's just good at. And let me, let me, let me look it up. I haven't played Apollo Justice in a long time. For good anyway, reason. that was one of the gimmicks in the game was uh, determining people's poker tells. It was. See, I, it was 
I like when Michael's here. We can it talk was, about uh, one of the new features. We can talk about Ace Attorney and no one will So, well, as long as you don't don't say anything crazy like, um, I don't know, what's her standard Ace Attorney jokes? It's been so long. <laughs> wow. All right. Larry, Larry is best character. Then, 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 then I won't have to yell at you. I don't think I've ever said that before. I'm kind of offended. Wasn't there? Uh, uh, oh, I didn't play that DLC game, but there's supposed to be a DLC case with Larry in it. Uh, yeah, am I wrong? No, you're right. Oh, good. It's, it has Larry in it. Obviously, the main character, right? He's I not. Mean, I'm crying. He he's very important to the case. I'll give him that. And he has this snazzy new theme. <laughs> oh my. Speaking of Ace Attorney, I'm I'm live editing my uh my walkthrough for uh, Spirit of Justice, the newest game, case number four, right now. And by live editing, I mean I'm just taking all my videos and cropping out all the borders because it's really really hard to record a 3ds screen and not have a black border all around the screen you can always just replace the like you could just make like an overlay to just add yeah, something interesting around it i mean it takes some time but then you could just reuse the overlay for every episode you know just like a simple background or something people do that i have no idea how to do that i, I know a lot of people do it for good DS youtuber games. People do it for spoiler. People, yeah, people regularly do it for like standard DS games because those screens are really hard to put in a standard layout. Because at least the the 3DS screen, you can blow up the top screen to really really close to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. But the DS screens, like most people now, they lay them out sideways. But even then, there's still a lot of just kind of dead space. Game Cola always laid them out sideways for our 999 walkthrough. That which is, is available true. on our internet website, shamelessplug.com. Shamelessplug.com. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not a website. That's the YouTube channel. That's <laughs> true. There, it's available on the interwebs or yeah, something. Just, I don't just, know. Just Google it. What if Game Cola just, just owned YouTube the entire time? Ooh. Why don't I have more what subscribers then? It's a. It's got to be careful. It's not like you like you know. If you're like a crime boss and you make like bajillions of dollars, you don't just start give. You don't just give like you know your son a bajillion dollars and it's like where did that money come from? You got to play it cool. I feel like this podcast went off the rails really quickly. I don't know what the podcast was supposed to be about. So it's not. If we had a, a game topic. podcast, it's not about anything. You just talk. We just talk about whatever. And as long as it's about video games or game cola, it's fine. And we were talking about the game cola YouTube channel, so it's fine. Everything's great. It's cool. Right. I. It's awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of a team like a game cola. Also a secret. Also a secret. The Lego movie was actually about Game Cola. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell them that. Well, we're just we're just spilling the beans, you Game know. Also, another secret: Game Cola is actually secretly Big Bean. What? <laughs> what? You know, like when someone's like, "Oh, that's like no. a joke." They're like, "Oh, no. you're in the pocket of like a business," so you say like, "Like, you're like, give me a product. Say a product." Clorox. Like no. We're big cola. Pepsi. We're big cola. We're big cola. <laughs> We're in the pocket of big cola. We're big cola. Game Pepsi. Wait. Game Pepsi. Oh, well, I mean, pe- no. it used to be called Pepsi Cola, right? The little known fact in the in the far north, we're actually known as Game Soda. <laughs> it's a reason. What is this podcast even? 
Do we want to talk about video games? We actually talk how about does, something. Shouldn't how does everyone? How does everyone feel about talking about video games? Yeah, I like video actually, games. I can do that. Game pop. Game, game pop. pop. Stop. Mm, pop cola. Wait. No, it's not. <laughs> Jetty. Hey, I will Jetty. fight everybody. Hey Jetty. Yes, you went Jetty. to Japan, didn't you? I did. Did you per you... chance do anything related to video games whilst in Japan? Like purchase Ooh. and then play. I, I did, in fact, both purchase and play games that I got in Japan. I also played games while I was in Japan. Uh, well... Actually, I got to play, I got to play uh, the Nintendo Switch. Although, hey. being that I believe that it came out at the same time in all countries. Yes, I think that was It did, yes, I it think, did. yeah. It did. That, was, that wasn't exactly anything as usual. Um, I did. But still. Uh, I have a video of it, um, a video of me losing to a small child uh, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> as, all, as as everybody seems to be doing nowadays. Now, to be honest, I actually did pretty well against the small child, and also that uh, his brother and his uh, mother, as far as I could tell, also lost to him. But Oh, Ooh. okay. He's a prodigy. Well, he's very good at Mario Kart. Um, we can go with that. Yes, I, uh, I, I've actually posted quite a bit about... Um, well, okay, the one thing I haven't posted about is the games that I bought. However, I did post about my time playing some uh, Japanese arcade games. I was quite a fan. Actually, oh, they're right over here. I have my cards still. My scannable cards for my scannable card games that I played. Um, now, now, Jetty, I can't help but wonder yes. why you have scannable card games from Japan when you are, in fact, no longer in Japan. But I might go back and I might want to play them again. <laughs> Duh. Will they have the same machines when you go back? Okay, here's What's the turnaround time on those sorts of things. They're there for a long time, I can tell you, because uh, I looked up about this uh, Oreka Battler, um, and it's been around for like five or six years at least, I believe. Okay. I mean, that one maybe might be a bit old, but I can tell you. Hold on, let me go, because it actually has like a wikipedia page because it has a cartoon and stuff wow it is a cartoon wow um hold on well then jenny said in his article that pretty much all of them are associated with some sort of cartoon most of them they're targeted at children uh oh that makes sense yeah um it says original oh, hold on says... so do people go into the video game industry because they really want to break into the cartoon industry would, maybe it's just an easier bad. way in i don't know it's like, um, I really wanted to make cartoons, but I wasn't very good at it, so video games are my way in. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just make the video games based on the cartoons. Hold on, okay, hold on, hold on. Trading Card Arcade game released in March 2012. So yeah, it's been around about five years. Um, this one has. Hold on, how long has ICOTS been around? Also 2012. But yeah, like, uh, a lot of these games have been around for a while. And they have cartoons. Um, yes, I also I also bought quite a number of Famicom, Super Famicom, Game Boy, and PC Engine games that are in Japanese from Japan. Perhaps you could answer this question. What is the difference between a Famicom and a Nintendo Entertainment System? Oddly enough, they have very different shaped cartridges, but they're basically, I mean, they're essentially the same machine. Um, but we, in America, I mean... Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System is just the American version uh, of the Famicom, but uh, okay. it was 
Um, Actually, there were, like, some different features, like yeah, quite microphone. a bit was changed. Yeah, yeah, they had a microphone in the original, and you could also get like uh, the Famicom disk system. You could get the modem. You could get um, I believe they had a thing where you could like program stuff. Like you got a little keyboard and you could program. Don't forget, like, don't forget this. the uh, yeah, they had BASIC for it, I think. But don't forget the expansion audio. That was one of the biggest parts. Is that the Famicom supported uh, additional audio chips on the game cartridge. And they uh, desoldered a pin on the NES motherboard when they manufactured them in America. And all you have to do is just basically add a little jumper wire to re-enable it on the American version. Hmm. But for whatever reason, they disabled it in, in America. And actually, the, the cartridges, like the boards that the cartridges go on, are actually all made in the same place. Or generally, they're supposed to go to either country like the PCBs for the cartridges are. So if you actually open up an NES cartridge, you'll notice that the actual circuit board inside is less than half the height yeah, yeah, yeah. of the cartridge because they were meant yeah, yeah, to be yeah. able to fit into either of them. Yep. It's just so kind I, of a I lot knew, of wasted space. Yeah, I knew about that one. That um, Like the, the original Famicom cartridges were about the same. Like they're a small bit smaller than the Super Famicom. Whereas yeah. in America, they were completely different shapes. Like over here, they were a weird square with a little plug at the end. Yep. And yeah, yeah, I, I saw ages ago that um, yeah, the actual card inside the NES cartridge is very small in comparison to the size of the NES cartridge. <laughs> it's always very funny. You're just like, all right, let's see the game. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like this part of it's just missing. It's like, where'd the rest of the game go? Yeah. Maybe this was used in more advanced games. I don't know. Yeah. I can't say that uh, that some of the cartridges actually were. I I heard that there are some Famicom cartridges that are like a couple millimeters taller than others, like uh, because I... of the expansion, some of the expansion chips that they had to put in. Like well, I can tell you, I have I I actually have the tool that opens up the back of them, and I can tell you that Super Mario Brothers three, like the chip inside, is actually noticeably taller than Mega Man three, for whatever reason. Now, it... It's funny that you mention that because I think that I noticed that myself in the cartridges, um, that some of them are like slightly different, but I can't remember what it was about them. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the height. I don't know. Just something like, uh, I can't remember. There was some way to tell, like, if they used a certain late, late model expansion chip inside that, that just yeah. quite didn't quite fit or something like that, and they had to change something about the cartridge to make it work. Yeah, I could have sworn, um, like, but, I mean, I'm looking yeah. at them right now, but I can't remember what it was. But oddly but enough, notice... uh, the Famicom cartridges, if you want to play Famicom games on an NES, you actually need a little adapter, but for Super Famicom and Super Nintendo cartridges, all you have to do is take your Super Nintendo and just rip off a little piece of plastic inside the cartridge slot, and then you can play both at the same time. Well, not at the same yeah, time, actually, but... Um... Two video games at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You can't handle this much video game. Ah. We need blast processing. <laughs> no, okay, so um, in order to play all these games, I really struggled for a long time. I was like, oh, man, do I actually want to buy, like, an original console? Because the Turbo Graphics is really what I want, but it's, like, super expensive to buy it. Oh, and yeah. from what I've heard, it's, like, uh, delicate. And so, like, difficult mm. to bring back. But what I ended up buying is the Retro Freak 
um, which can play them all. However, oh, wow. what I didn't get is the like additional uh, $30 unit to do the cartridge uh, conversion for Nintendo. So I actually, like, it could play NES cartridges if I had bought that, but for some reason I decided against it at the time. Well, there's probably cheaper, like, non-adapters uh, of different brands that would probably just be cheaper to buy later. I mean, I could also, um, I also just have an NES, so. Yeah, that, that's I true. That's, <laughs> does I it work, that's... though? Because I have yeah, two, and, and, they, and only one of them works some of the time. Now, however, I guess the one thing that I didn't think that I would like as much is all of the, like, extra bonus cool features that the Retro Freak has, which is that, um, number one, every time you plug in a game, it automatically, like, takes the saves off of the cartridge and saves it to internal memory. Oh. You can also do the same thing with the actual games. Oh, so you can um, say you can dump the games. Yeah. Um, is it kind of? Yeah. It sounds kind of like the Retron, the Retron Five. I think it can do that with like Game Boy games and stuff. Hmm. No, um, I guess that was like uh, another one that I've heard of. But I guess being that I kept seeing the Retro Freak like everywhere in like every game store that I went to, um, I was like, hmm, maybe this is a. Cool this must be good. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a nice one, because the Retron, uh, I can tell you, I, how much was it? Because the Retron 5 is really expensive. I paid basically 150 for it used. Okay, um, that's about... I think about... regularly I was seeing it for like 180, 170, 180, um, depending on where you got it. Yeah, let me see, because the Retron, the Retron 5 is, I think, around that. Let's see, the Retron 5 is 160 new and it plays nes famicom super famicom sega genesis i believe as well as game boy advance and game boy slash game boy color games i think um this one does all of that and the turbo graphics yeah so i'd say i'd say you gotta definitely got a better deal there <laughs> now does it emu i assume it it's using emulation rather than you know same similar hardware like kind of yeah. imitating the hardware no my, my understanding is it's basically just a, a console emulator okay um and i haven't had any issues with it yet like it seems to be able to play all the games successfully like i've had issues in the past with like emulators having trouble with games yeah um, i mean i haven't tried all of the games yet but um the ones that i bought so far have worked Play all the games, Jetty. Just play all, all the, the games. All. It. <laughs> <laughs> all. I. I was making a joke about this uh, before that I was gonna. They're like, "Oh, are you gonna play all the games on, you know, the Game Cola channel?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play them all at the same time from the same controller." All at the same time. <laughs> That'd be great if you could just have a split screen. You just have a cartridge plugged into each of the slots, and then just you have a, a like a five or six way split screen. Just. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I've seen somebody do that with like Mega Man Three. I saw somebody do. Somebody uh, made a tool-assisted speedrun that plays through Mario One, Mario Two, Jap J uh, the Japanese Mario Two, the English Mario Two, and Mario Three all at the same time using one set of button inputs, and it gets through all of the like it, it like it just has one set of inputs that it runs through for all three of the games at the same time, and it plays them all. 
and it beats the. It was like one of the craziest things I've seen ever. Those, I mean, the idea always sounds great when that happens, but I've noticed with those videos, it generally tends to be whatever you call it. In two of the games, Mario gets stuck in a corner, while in yep. game number three, Mario actually makes progress, and then they just switch off between games like that. Not really. Not with this. Not with this one. With this one, because it's tool assisted, they can basically just they can set up those inputs so that basically all of them are always moving. Now, granted, uh, they do make good use. They they make a lot of use of loading times you know when it's transitioning between screens and stuff on the other games they use that as an opportunity to kind of you know get a little burst of speed in the active games but for the most part all of the games are moving around at the same time isn't mario 3 the only one of the games in the series where you you, you get to pick which level you'll play oh, yeah. Yeah. there's like an overworld map in mario 3 yeah okay yes that is an accurate statement oh no statement a lull and a conversation dun 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 whatever shall we do wait for video games move on everyone you beat me what 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 beat me you said video games yeah i did I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have, I have a question. Oh. For, for the for the game cola staff that is kind of Uh huh. What is it? What is your favorite game mechanic? And before you answer, I mean mm. like something broadly. So like not like something that's only appeared in one game, but like something that appears in several games that you like, and you're like, oh yeah, this kind of mechanic, I really like this. Ooh. What what kind of thing? Time travel. Ooh. Okay, but like. <laughs> that's a blessing and a curse. Like, like what kind of time travel? Okay. And is time I, travel I like a the game one mechanic where or it's basically device? it lets you go back in time a few seconds and let you redo something. Like I've seen that in Prince of Persia, uh, the Prince of Persia mm. series. I've also seen that in, um, I think it's Eternal Love, whatever the first Eternal Love game was called. I'm mm. going to have to look it up. And then Overwatch. I was going to say Life is Strange, but okay. I mean, th- that's <laughs> it being an Overwatch doesn't invalidate that point. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. You're right. You're right. See, at first when you were mentioning time travel, I was like, is that really a game mechanic? But yes, I guess in that in, in that sense, it is a game mechanic. Sense. I was thinking of it more as a plot device rather than yeah. actually something yeah. that you yeah, can no, do. Yeah, no, no, no. So the game is Immortal Love, um, Letter from the Past, and it, it basically had that mechanic. <laughs> it was so... scripted, so every time you go into the past, you kind of have to do it. The game doesn't give you any options, but I could pretend it was a, a, an organic component to the game, right? Yes. I think Braid... Isn't that the name? That one also has that. Okay, here's this. James. Oh, that is not the right thing. Audio, this is an audio podcast. Don't oh, yeah, that's can't right. can't see it. Oops. <laughs> Fair. Whoa, they made a Mega Man X3? What? <laughs> Michael, I have good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I only played, like, the first two for the Game Cola uh, YouTube channel. Never got around to number three. Or four, or five, or six, or seven, 
Um, seven, I tried to send to Nathaniel um, because I bought it at the store, and he said he'd never been able to find a copy. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to him, and like three months later, he he sent me a message back saying, "Yeah, this cartridge is dead. You can't play it." Oh, sadness. And therefore, I will never try to be helpful again. <laughs> Great. What what about another game mechanic? Turn-based combat, random battles. <laughs> this is like saying so you like 50% of battles. all RPGs. Puzzles. <laughs> Jetty, now hold on a second. What, you you particularly enjoy random battles? Actually, to be entirely honest, it's something I've been struggling with with these games. <laughs> <laughs> well, these... at least he's honest. I I got all these games that are from like 1985 and like that era. There's one. I get into combat, like, every three steps. Like, oh. I had one time where I was like, okay, I fast-forwarded through this battle. Like, I can, you can press option X, and it'll just fast-forward. I'm just sitting there mashing A. And then I'm like, okay, got out of battle. One step, another battle. Same thing, one step, another battle. Sounds rough. Yes. Yeah. See, when they say that this game has, you know, 30 to 40 hours of gameplay that's what they mean <laughs> 20 to 30 hours of just endless grinding yes actually now speaking of sort of random encounters uh i've been watching somebody play the original fantasy star for the sega master system oh, man. and that game has uh, a really interesting sort of setup where not only do you encounter enemies when you're walking around on the overworld but also there are several points in the game that I've seen anyway. Uh, I haven't. I think I'm maybe halfway through the playthrough, but uh, there's several points where you kind of go into caves or dungeons and you enter like a first-person mode, where you're actually walking around in the dungeon in first-person. You know, you walk forward, you back up, you turn left, you turn right, and you also encounter them just seamlessly. Like you walk, like you take a step forward and it shows, you know, you're moving forward and then just boom, the enemy's right there. There's no fade out into a battle screen because the dungeon layout is kind of already that battle scene. Yeah. Which which I actually find, it's, it's a very clever way of doing it. It also, I mean, it kind of makes it a little bit more jarring when you run into enemies just on the overworld walking around because you can see that the battles make much more sense they, they they're kind of meant to look better when you encounter enemies while dungeon crawling rather than just out on the overworld yeah. but it's i i i saw that and i thought it was a very interesting way of doing random battles is not only you have the traditional rpg but you also have kind of like a roguelike sort of thing where you're walking around in first person i'm gonna say two things number one i am still sad that we have not recovered the data from uh here it is in um that time of year when we celebrate christmas in july and we're just called to remember game cola's worst christmas ever Mm. what happened i i don't think i was here for this (laughs) christmas was canceled christmas was canceled at the game cola household what it was happened? a sad year the for us all. That we celebrate Christmas in July now because we did it. Because we canceled we the real Christmas. For the fact that real Christmas and year in the woods couldn't happen. Cold. <laughs> what was it? Uh, what was it that he says in Nightmare Before Christmas? 
where the child is like, no more Christmas or whatever. Sorry. I don't know. I just ruined everything. Ha, child. Ha. You are correct. Ha, child. Ha, ha. Why is that a ha? Because he's happy that he's ruined Christmas. That was his goal or whatever. What? What? The no. child? No. I don't think so. No, no, he's telling the child. He's ha, child. He's laughing at the child. Okay, so anyway. Oh. Maybe we can just cut that whole part out. <laughs> yeah. But no, it stays in. Leave it. Stop this. Leave it. Anyways. So anyway, the point is, um, yes, Game Cole is the worst Christmas ever. We lost a really excellent review by none other than Shannon Hoover. Um, that was for the original fantasy story. Oh, we lost that? Oh. We did. Oh, and it was I didn't one know of we my... lost that. That was a really good review. I remember it was, that. I that was a really good review. Yeah, like it was legitimately... I was really happy to read it, and also, especially because I have a keen interest in, like, that era of gaming, considering that I just bought one, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> he's counting. 10, 11, 12, 13. That's just the, the Famicom games. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, I think three of those are not RPGs. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Uh... It was a really good in-depth review. I liked the part where she talked about how you couldn't step more than two steps out of town for about the first half hour of gameplay. Oh um, yeah, that's true. You you have to do the the first hour or so of the game is just grinding and just hoping that every single fight doesn't kill you. Yeah. Because at the start of that game, you are so horribly outmatched by even the simplest of enemies, and they 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 kind of trick you. They fake you out too because inside the sort of town walls there's a little a little tiny patch of trees but you're actually not supposed to go there because if you go into the little tiny patch of trees that is the closest thing to you when you first leave town you will encounter enemies that are about six levels above where where you're supposed to be like you'll need to be level six or seven to even remotely deal with them and they will just wipe you out in just one turn and that just totally threw me off because I tried playing that game at first and I just could not understand why th what I thought were the first enemies you're supposed to fight were yeah. so incredibly difficult until I realized, oh, you're supposed to walk down and to the right to get out of the town walls, out of what appears to be a nice little safe area, and then walk around just in the, in, in the open grass, not going into the trees out there either or the same thing will happen. But... You just have to grind for about a solid, you know, half hour at least, just to even be able to get through more than one battle in a row. And that that really, I, I have to say, I do like what the game does, but that's, I, I would say that's some pretty bad design. <laughs> like, that is, it, it's not even, that that is a Nintendo hard game, and it's not even a yeah. Nintendo game. Yep. So that was the first thing that I was going to say. The second thing uh, is that, again, with all these games that I bought, I've seen a lot of creativity that, like, we kind of missed in, like, the American realm, where we sort of got, like, Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy, and that was kind of about it. We got, like, a few games that were similar. There was, like, a bunch of interesting battle systems that I've seen so far. 
one where like you have random battles but it takes you to like a little map where you like run around and have kind of an action battle system um, like is it real time or is it turn based in, in there no it, it's completely real time it's kind of stupid like if you've ever played the original ease like ys the name of the game oh um, that's how it's pronounced yeah well i'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> i think getty pronounces it with the greatest of ease Oh. Uh, I get yes. it. Um, in the original game, you Is just that like the other really... pronunciation. Well, the other one's wise. Oh, I thought it was yes. I thought it was is. Is. Yeah, is. That's that's how it is. Is how it is. <laughs> I can go all night. Uh, is. Apparently, that that's how it's pronounced. Is. Anyway, so I guess I was uh, somehow right, even though I had no idea. Go figure. But yeah, like basically, you just walk into the enemy, and there's this kind of weird, like, depending on your level and whatever, there's sort of a random either you hit them or they hit you. It's kind of stupid, really. But. So, kind of like Hide Lide, where you just walk into enemies and just at pure random, you'll hit them or they will hit you. I, there, there is because as you level up, you definitely do more hitting than getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's still random. It's, yeah, there, there's no you don't press any buttons. Yeah, I'm I'm I would say that's I I think that is a very clever design, you know, because there aren't too many. I mean, obviously we have that game and then Hydlide that I can think of that do that. But uh, just as as a small aside, it's I, I'd be interested in seeing what kind of rpg battle systems people prefer because mm -hmm. i know i prefer ones where it's more dependent on what you do rather than randomness yeah. but i i think you know that kind of battle system that you described could definitely be enjoyable for other people for different reasons um the other one that i really liked is they kind of did this with some tactics games like shining force is like Shining Force, whenever you attack or whatever, it kind of shows, like, your character and the other character, and there's, like, a little animation of the attack that happens. So, like, they Fire can... Emblem. Yeah. I guess. Actually, actually Fire Emblem came out, the, the original, original Fire Emblem came out for the NES, didn't it? Yeah, but yes. I don't remember and if the Fire original... Emblem Gaiden came out for the Famicom, and that's the only, only thing I know about the Famicom, to be honest. So, <laughs> that's why I asked the question earlier. Huh. I guess I don't know if the original one had that, like, little... The second animation. one had the animations, um, you know, when you choose to attack a character. I don't think the first one did. Okay, so I was playing a game for the uh, the Turbo Graphics, and uh, I really liked that it's turn-based. Like, it's not, like, a strategy system. I guess I'm kind of used to seeing that in strategy games. But, like, it's a turn-based thing, but it shows you, like, a little animation that's randomized. You hit attack... And it'll be like, oh, he shoots an arrow, and then it shows the arrow flying, and then the guy gets hit. Or like, oh, he's he's like running, and he does a jump, and then he like attacks the guy. And like, I guess I found that an interesting difference. Like, it's so cinematic. Like, yeah, they did it. I mean, get back to Fire Emblem Gaiden too. They they have a couple of those. I think in Fire Emblem, it's more uh, instead of being randomized, it's it's like character specific. Like, if yeah. your character is an archer, they'll have the archer animation. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if your character is a, a knight, they'll be riding on their horse and then they'll attack with their lance. Um, there are a couple that are item specific. Actually, I think the Thunder Sword is the only one where basically your character holds the sword up and a bolt of lightning just comes out of it and attacks the enemy. I'm sorry. The interesting hearing... thing is you can turn off the animations, but that doesn't actually turn off the animation. You still go to the animation screen. It's just the characters stay in place while they attack each other rather than <laughs> the animation of them moving across the screen to hit each other. It's not actually turning off the animation. But... It turns off the animation, not the cinematic. Imagine if that happened with any other, you know, Final Fantasy, all the cutscenes just shows the characters just in T-poses if you turn off the animation, <laughs> just sliding around. <laughs> also, with, with the way you describe the uh, the Thunder Sword attack, I'm sorry, just any time I, I imagine a character just summoning a lightning bolt and it just falls from the sky, I just think of Pikachu from Smash Brothers, just, Pika! That's just the only thing I can think of. It's very similar. So are there any other uh, cool things about the uh, RPGs? It doesn't have to be about RPGs. It was like any kind of like game mechanic. Yeah, if you guys have one, you can go ahead. If not, I'll flip through my collection and see if I can remember anything else that was cool. Uh, I can't remember what game this was. I think it... Was it Shadow of Mordor, I think? I don't know if anybody's played that, but there was some game, and it. I think it was Shadow of Mordor, but you, you basically... You, you could fight against these groups of enemies, and uh, I, I remember very little about this, but the mechanic itself I found very intriguing. It was that you fight these these groups of enemies, like this sort of enemy AI team, and depending on whether you win or lose against them, they actually get stronger. So, like, if you lose against them, you know, you're in sort of like this tournament sort of thing. And if you lose against an enemy team, it's not just like game over, but you your ranking goes down and that, that AI team's ranking goes up. So later on in the game, you might actually refight them, except now they're even more difficult, which I thought was, uh, it, it's a very interesting way of doing that. That's not something you generally see in sort of an AI tournament. It's generally a mechanic yeah. that they don't do. Usually, usually AI is designed so that, like, if you're having a hard time, they make it easier, not harder. Well, it's not to say that they make it more difficult immediately. It's just that, like, if you lose against one group, you don't fight those guys again immediately. Like, it's not like, oh, you you lost against this boss, uh, just restart from the last save, and now you fight them until you win. It's, oh, you lost against them, well, now they've moved up in the, in the tournament ranking... So now, instead of fighting them immediately over again, now you have to fight against this different, uh, this this different group, and then eventually, when you make your way up to where that first boss has been moved to in the tiers, then you fight them again. Except now they are at the respective difficulty of that new tier. If that well, makes you're any like sense. Really bad, and you're just constantly losing to people. Well, then then you lose then then you lose the tournament. Harder and harder and harder and it's just like until the game is like literally impossible no i mean i mean like the the enemies the 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 group that you fight against their difficulty doesn't change because you're fighting a new group like if if you're in tier you know if you're on the second bracket of a tournament and you lose against somebody there then Mm -hmm. you have to refight that then the guys that you lost to they move up to to bracket three 
So yeah, now, now the next, now you have to fight it. You know, you're still in bracket two, so you fight a new group of enemies of the same difficulty. But yeah. what if you lose to them as well? Then they move up as well. And then you just keep getting a new group. At, you keep getting a new group of enemies at the same difficulty level. But I, I guess what you're asking is you run out. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they're randomly generated, so I'm pretty sure you can't run out. But then, like, is the whole, like, upper bracket just, like, full? Like, if I lose a hundred times, do I expand to the next tier of the bracket? I, I'm not quite sure how it works. I would have to do more research into this. Let me let me see. These are important questions you have to ask. Break the game by being awful. <laughs> Be so bad they couldn't have even expected it. Be so bad at the game that you break it. Wasn't there a game cola column about that at one point? I seem to remember it talking about how you could get stuck in one Pokemon game if you got rid of all your water Pokemon at one point. But you'd have to really, really try to get stuck. I'm trying to think. If I could, um... I'm sure Paul would know. Uh, the Nemesis <laughs> system. Yes, the Nemesis system in Shadow of Mordor. That's what it is. It's an AI structure. It says, uh, this is just an article I'm reading. It says, it's an AI structure that levels up enemy fighters and creates a sort of personal narrative for you and only you to experience. So when you encounter uh, a character in the game and you're killed, that enemy rises in power and right like you know say you fight an orc and you lose against them well because they defeated you you know they rise in their ranks in sort of the orc clan or whatever so the next time that you encounter them they remember you and now they're more powerful so now you don't just go immediately you're not supposed to just immediately go back and re-challenge them because now they're stronger so now in order if you want to defeat those guys and get your revenge you have to work for it but I, the, my point isn't how do you get revenge. My point is, what if I'm so bad that I'm just elevate all of these things to the thing, and then when I have to move on to the next tier, I have to clear out all of the you know everyone in tier three that I stuck there. I I, I was misremembering it. That's not like the actual specific tournament brackets are not that. That was more just me explaining how it sort of worked. Uh, that that's not it's not you're not actually in a tournament i apologize See, i'm disappointed now because now i can't break this <laughs> now you can't break it in it. horrible horrible proportions there probably is a game that you can do that though i am disappointed james how could you do this to me this this podcast how? summary joe likes breaking things like this silence uh, so what's another game? We can move into like one-offs because Michael, you wanted to talk about video game gimmicks, right? So like maybe more like one game specific. I don't have any game specific. Um, I just want to make an to adventure be. game where the screen is a triangle, and okay. uh, I want to see like, if why? there's a story what I could context? do to make it fit. So I was thinking it could be like. Uh, it's it's like a pyramid, and you're trying to reach the top of the pyramid, like Ducktales two for the Game Boy. The Egypt level is actually pyramid shaped. If if you pay really really close attention, how Each screen is like one have to block of the pyramid. So like the bottom row is like five screens wide, and then the next row is four screens wide, and then three oh. screens wide, two screens wide, and at the very top is a secret room which you wouldn't know about if you haven't realized it's in the shape of the pyramid so so 
how you make a screen that is shaped like a triangle because Michael, most people's screens are in fact rectangular. You're <laughs> like, blowing my like, mind. Like Whoa. is it like a viewer? Like it's like an over like you put like a black overlay with a It's like a view it's like a viewmaster. Just the, the aperture in it is triangular. Or you like are you like taking a game like a normal screen, like take a normal game and then just like squishing the pixels together as you go up higher and so like it just becomes more and more squished together as you get to the these are all great one. ideas and it's i'll also, make sure to use every single one of them in the game it's it's, pre <laughs> it's pretty easy joe you take the square screen and you fold it in half from the diagonal corners and then you rotate it and then you you set it so that the flat base is on the bottom and then you have a triangular screen i'm going it's, to ask and and you can look at it from both sides triangle have to be equilateral <laughs> I mean, it probably doesn't have to, although that would make the folding much easier. Like, could you make it... It would also have to not be a glass screen. That sounds too difficult for my liking. Because like, it is, like, probably. It's just like, like you take a diagonal across the screen and do that kind of triangle. Yeah. What you if could you, just, what yeah, if just you... take an X-Acto knife. Just oh, like, oh. What if you get like different power-ups as you go through the game, and it's like you get to choose different triangles for your screen? Why would you? Yeah, I actually, I actually asked about that too, and Paul said it's impossible to change resolutions mid-game. So what no, you would you have to do, the, you don't change the resolution. You'd actually have to set it up where it's like, sorry, you close the game and restart it, and then and then you get a different size screen. You don't. Yeah. You, don't so you don't. You don't actually change like the screen. You just like black out part of the screen, and you just change. That's but, like... cheating. <laughs> okay. Also, why can you not change resolution mid-game? There's tons of games that do that. Well, I think it's just not in Adventure Game Studio. Yeah. That engine does not allow it. Oh, it sounds like you need a better engine. Oh. I I wrote my own engine that could do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, I remember having to do that for Pizzeria. Yep, you used XNA, that's what I use as well. It's yeah. it's kind of a pain, depending on how you want to get it to work, but... Okay, Paul, if you're... Uh, I'll just have to send this all along to Paul. Paul's going to have to learn a whole new programming language now. <laughs> yep, there you go. Sorry, Paul. Like, well, you're welcome. I'm going to learn something new, just so that... Just so I can have this game. Yeah. That's a triangle. So I like that, that's good. <laughs> Does anyone remember the Windows XP operating system? No. Vaguely. Uh, quite well. Okay, because the children here might not remember... Excuse the... me, Jenny. <laughs> Excuse me. Nobody said it was you specifically. I, I could be referring to our listeners. I do not believe that you are referring to our listeners. I didn't think that either, but... Not, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I, I, I know that I'm a, not a I child. I could get a baby so. in here if you want to make your statement more... Uh... <laughs> I think I think I'm the youngest person here, and I know XP no, quite yeah. well. I was going to say... I mean, yeah. If you bring your daughter in here, just be like, do you know anything about Windows XP? I'm about to school yet. Um, there was a fad for a while about not having programs that were square, like because oh. coming from like Windows ninety eight, it was a requirement 
you know, that like programs were in this square window block thing. And so like very briefly in the like, early 2000s. Like actually squares or like rectangles? I mean, window Windows oh, could like, only like, handle programs that took like, it just it would only draw them in rectangular windows. But Windows XP yeah. added an ability to add transparency to your windows yeah, 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 yeah. because of Windows yes. forms. So they it, it it was still sort of needed to be rectangular, but you could make you part of it, it transparent. Yeah, yeah. They they would hide the edges or whatever so that it looked whoa, so cool and futuristic like whoa it was it was around round corners on your window. Oh. Yeah, I so remember yeah. that. Imagine. Okay, yes, I remember that. I imagine you could make it triangular using that. Just gonna say. What is actually okay? Next step is to figure out what the game is actually going to be about. Illuminati. I know. Yeah. So that's why I was going to ask when I was thinking about gimmicky games. It's like, okay, don't we need some sort of justification to use the gimmick, or should we just do it because Nintendo it looks cool? doesn't? Nintendo, wait. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't. doesn't look cool. No, I'm I so said sad. Nintendo doesn't need an excuse to use a gimmick. I was going to say they just they just take it and run. Sega does what Nintendo. Sega does need a reason to use a gimmick. Unless it's a Sonic game. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Come on. Did you guys hear about the new Sonic game? Oh, yes, you can now... Uh, original the character is now canon. No. No. My OC, please. Original OC, do not steal. Yes, OC, original. Jack the Hedgehog. We need to do yes. this. Game no. Cola needs to stream Sonic Forces and make and, Jack and the Hedgehog. Gina and... Um, did, what was did, the okay. other one? Question. Question. Come on. Jack Botnega. Actually, the Sakura from Naruto. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we don't forget Jack Botnega. Did it ever get like? <laughs> did he ever get um like described? Like, do we, we know what he actually looks more. like? Uh, he's an OC. You can be guaranteed that there's artwork. I am sure we can find. Yeah, you know what? This, I'm gonna do this, this right now. You're gonna it find it? On the it was Jack the Hedgehog, right? Yeah, Jack the Hedgehog. Found him. <laughs> I, I remember I remember specific I do remember it mentioning his color. It did, yeah. So I'm going to immediately wait, assume wait, wait, wait. that oh this is God. the right one. Is it is it is it orange? Yes. Okay. That was what I was remembering. So I'm gonna look at Oh. So literally... There you go. <laughs> oh right, Patricia the skunk. Oh, the memories. Oh, no, what was the best? There was the best one. That was... <laughs> Dr. Was Egg that? Plankton. Was like a burrito? Dr. Egg Plankton. No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, gosh. What was it? I swear to God, one of them was like a food item. So, so there's like somebody, the hedge kid? <laughs> no, it was like it was like someone who was like 50 things. Like... <laughs> the, it's like the cat wolf dog fox or something. Yes, yeah. yes. That one. Let me see if I can find it. I remember that name vaguely, but I can't... Where is it? Oh, no. (laughs) It's too bad that um, Coley's not on this podcast, because that was one of the first things I made her listen to, and we used to quote it all the time, like, after after I showed it to her. I'm crying. I forgot uh, about that. Go listen to Hacks and Slash number two. Yeah, yeah, while you're doing that, while you're crying, tell tell us what the name is. Sonic Adventures X 
there was an X. Sonic X regenerated. Yeah, okay, oh, I was boy. Close. Oh, God, good times. I remember having um, technical issues with it and having to kick people out. Yeah, we had to kick everyone out. Yeah, we had to, like, have sections where people it was just so read, sad. like, certain chapters just in small groups. Because Skype, everyone enjoy being on Discord now or we don't have to do yeah. that anymore? Yeah. Assassin the Hedgehog. I'm pretty sure that's not your name. Do we want to move on to games we've been playing? Because there's a lot of us, so yeah, that might, take, might a take a while. Hold on, how many of us? Are... Oh, I, don't have... I don't have it. Um, okay, we'll do it this way. If I had a Christmas tree puzzle, how many of us are there? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, this will work. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready? Tails. No, no, so it's... I'm what is no, it's Sonic. Yeah. Oh. Person. What <laughs> are you doing? Hold on, hold on. Knuckles. Hold on, okay. There were... Oh, wow, okay, interesting. There was one head, so that means that we're going to do the first person on my window, right. which is uh, Diana. So, Diana, oh, what video games have you been playing in recent times? Well, um... To be honest, to be quite honest with you, I haven't really been playing all that much. Because Diana been... Gray, you literally opened the podcast <laughs> saying that you were playing a video game. If you'll let me finish, please, before interrupting me like a rude person. I was going to say that I haven't been playing all that much variety lately because I've been studying for the LSAT. But uh, So basically, all I've been playing is... Um, I've been replaying uh, Virtue's Last Reward because I'm helping one of my favorite streamers through it. And then after that, after I finish uh, Virtue's Last Reward, I'm going to do uh, Zero Time Dilemma again. Because I've been helping Paul through that <laughs> without having replayed it, which is fun because he starts complaining to me about plot points. And I'm like, Paul, I literally don't remember what you're talking about. Um, I need to replay it. He got really mad at me about the end of the game. So I was like, it's not my fault. Um, and the rest of my time has been consumed by uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile, which is great and fun, as always. I've dragged many friends into it. It's good. Um, but I'm waiting until after the LSAT because I have a Nintendo Switch sitting on my dresser that oh, I nice. will be breaking open frantically after the L set and playing Breath of the Wild, which that is also like a, that sounds like a waste of a Nintendo Switch. You're breaking no, it I open. No, I said I wasn't going to use it until you're after breaking the it open. You need to study. Why would you break uh, it open? Boo. Boo. You could, break, you could give me the Nintendo Switch if you're not using it. You could break it close. Then I could not use it for you. <laughs> Or you could just not break terrible. it and just open it. Okay, jokes jokes aside, it would probably be good for someone on the game call staff, which is supposed to be a staff for a video game website, to um, maybe play the console that's been out for like three months. But is it outside um, the mainstream? I don't know what date this podcast is going up, but as of um, recording, 11 more days. Then I can open it. So it'll be like four more days. Okay, four more days. Up. It's Monday. Like I don't. You this guys, is very sparkly. You guys not know? It's been this oh. way for so many years. It's. I didn't. Well, actually, I forgot. No, okay, then seven more, seven more days. Seven more days. 
We'll be all sads on the next Monday. Five days. Um, which is great because it gives me the whole weekend to put it off instead of just some of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, in answer to, um, to your comments from earlier, I was playing Fire Emblem Heroes at the beginning of this podcast, but I'm out of stamina now, so I'm just not anymore. Hooray, microtransactions. Actually, I should check again. Cam <laughs> and I keep talking about getting a Switch, um, but we do also it. don't live near each other. Oh, yeah, don't do it. We're <laughs> together, and he, he'd feel bad because he'd get to play it all the time and I wouldn't. Cause I probably, cause I would probably let him have it rather than keep it with me. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to open it, but I bet one of my friends that I wouldn't open it until after the LSAT, and he thinks that I will. Like I'll give in and open it. I'm not going to. It's it's staying right there. Is there you like seal- is there like sealing on the you. box like to show that it hasn't been opened? Oh no, he totally has to trust me. Well then, what's but the he point? Will. Uh, I don't know. All I know is that the stakes are, if I win, then he has to play Xenoblade. <laughs> so I can stop bothering him about it. And he has to make me cupcakes, I think. That's also part of it. Oh, that's, that's like, the best part of the bet, <laughs> then. Now that sounds like a fair deal. Yeah, I, I was like, alright. I have to I'm... do literally nothing, and you have to make me cupcakes. I just have to not open it, which is really hard now that I have Breath of the Wild sitting on the dresser, too. I believe in you. <laughs> You can do it. You are so close. I know. I I really need to study for the LSAT, though. <laughs> what's, who wants to play a game about breathing, anyway? It's dumb. So, oh, my uh, God. But it's a, wi- it's a wild breath. But it's wild breathing. Yeah. A wild breath <laughs> has appeared. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Steve used an inhaler. Can't escape. Steve used an It's super effective. Okay, that's all I've been playing, so someone else can go now. Jameson Pallister. Who, me? have you been playing <laughs> in recent times? Uh, I have, well, I mean, aside from just my crippling addiction to Overwatch, uh, I have also been, and my crippling addiction to 2064 Read-Only Memories, which is coming back, I promise, to any of you listening to the podcast who, who have been waiting and who if you watch that series i apologize finals hit me like a ton of bricks so soon maybe next week uh, i don't know uh, when is this podcast going up <laughs> going up it's going up monday okay yeah, this, uh, this upcoming monday one. all right I so i just said i okay. literally just said when the podcast is sorry going. I, I was literally just say it I, sorry i was falling in literally. traditional game cola fashion and not paying attention so, uh, no, that's but, just me. Oh, then I was no, following in Diana Gray fashion and not paying attention, and uh, so I probably maybe the Wednesday that this you know the Wednesday of the week this pos- podcast goes up, or maybe the week after. I don't know, but okay. hopefully soon. Anyway, so aside from those two crippling addictions, uh, I have also been playing uh, the Zero Escape games uh, specifically. Hey. On uh, the on Steam, they re-released them on Steam a while back, and I have been playing Nine 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 and Virtuous Less Reward. I beat Virtuous Less Reward on my 3DS, and I've also played through Zero Time Dilemma. But I have actually never played through uh, Nine 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 before. What? So I'm going. Yeah, I know. I you mean, were I all rabbits the whole time. 
No. Don't spoil it. I mean, I, I, I have already seen a lot of the plot points from 999. Like, I know a lot of the stuff about it. I, I basically... I, I don't think you could spoil me if you tried. I've seen I'm not pretty gonna much try. everything. I've oh, seen man. I've seen basically I, I know what the plot I, twist what at if the I end. I buy you a car, would that spoil you? Uh yeah, but I mean, you know, or you could leave a thing of milk sitting out for a couple weeks. <laughs> but yeah, I fine. I know I'll I'll yeah, say fine. this much. I know the thing about the love interest. I know what happens. There is no love interest. That's the worst part of the game. Nobody falls in love. <laughs> Well, you haven't played Zero Time Dilemma. This is true. I haven't, but we aren't talking about that game. We're talking about 999. Yeah. 999. Nine, nine people nine, try I... to fall in love, and they all end up hating each other. Or blow up. <laughs> or blow up. I don't think up. they blew up. Uh, I guess the one, one of them did. Up. I mean, one of them did right at the beginning. I've never played these games. <laughs> you You need to. Uh, and then i'm also yeah so i'm playing mainly those games and i am also very much looking forward to and in anticipation to uh danganronpa another episode ultra despair girls which is coming out at sometime soon possibly within the next month or so uh it just yeah, says q2 2017 but i'd imagine it's pretty darn soon because i've seen a lot of stuff related to it and then in september Danganronpa V3 comes out. So, yep. all, that also has me pretty darn hyped. Hype. Hype, hype. Hype. So, <laughs> but that's about it that I've been playing. Thomas Jettison. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I get a fun name? What? What? Because I had to flip quarters for you. That was your joke. You only get one <laughs> joke per person. It was a lame joke. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Sorry, right. Jetty. Continue. Thomas, Thomas Jettison. Uh, yes. What what video games have you been playing in times that are recent? Um, do you actually want me to list all like twenty something games that I? Uh, you can list them. Yes. Don't, you don't have to talk about every single one. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us the list. The list. Um, hold on. Let me let me grab the box. Um, there's Sugoroku <laughs> Quest. There's Dragon Buster One and Two. There's Valis something something. Um, Bebius. Uh, the Macross game for the NES. Um, there's a cool Kunio Kun game. Um, if people remember that guy, River City Ransom. I did get uh, the Japanese version of Crystalis Godslayer. Oh, nice. Um, I got a an SD Gundam RPG. One for the Nintendo, or one for the Famicom, and one for the Super Famicom. Melviton. Minelvaton Saga, <laughs> whatever that is. I, I think I, I know what you, you meant to say, but it kind of sounded like you had a game called Melvaton Minelvaton, and that would have yeah. been amazing. Yes. It would have been good. Yes, it was Minelvaton Saga. Um, Michael, you and Paul need to make a game called Melvaton Minelvaton. <laughs> Get on it. So, sounds like a pastry of some sort. Game. Call your trial game that, no. because why not? Melvaton, Melvaton, got it. Uh, <laughs> Deep Dungeon Three. I have an amazing game called American Dream. From Japan. It's from Japan. I saw it. <laughs> and I it. There was also one called like American Quiz Show or something. I almost bought it, but I don't know if I want to play a game in Japanese with questions about America. 
Maybe I should. Maybe it's it. just based on an American what do you mean? quiz. That show. sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sounds like it'd be really easy, or really hard because none of the questions are right. The answers are correct. I also got uh, Bahamut Lagoon. There's actually a bunch of games that I haven't played still. What else did I play? Uh, I have Necros no Yosai. I have Necromancer. I have City Hunter, which has so far been one of my favorite games. Protopia Serial Murder Case, uh, which I was... Ooh. It's an entertaining game, even if it's extremely slow. Um, and difficult. That serial understand. killer is just not good at killing people Yeah, he just takes so long. We need to kill more. Just kill more people time. already. Okay, well, imagine if uh, read-only memories had been actually made in like 1985. Imagine how slow and boring and difficult that would be. It's just a very slow text adventure. Hmm. Oh, you know what game I menus. actually? Uh, I I I wanted to ask. You mentioned a game that's like SD something. Is that like a thing in Japan? They just add SD to the beginning of some game titles because I've seen that with other with just other systems. Just just a ton of different games. They have a version of the game and then they have another version of the game with the same title except it's SD and then the title. Is that um, what is that? I don't know if I would say it's a trend, but um. It is kind of a thing, like, you might find... I mean, I don't think you're going to find whatever this is. Um, SD Gundam Densetsu Night Gundam Monogatari. Um, like, I don't think they have an official Night Gundam game that isn't SD. The thing is, it, it makes them chibified, if you know the lingo. Oh, that's what like SD... It. Is that what the SD stands for? Yeah, super deformed or whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> super deformed? <laughs> That's my understanding of what it's supposed to stand for. Um, basically, it's like a parody version of Gundam stuff. In this case, it's like a fantasy RPG game. Huh. Um, Interesting. Starring, I, I did play the first like five or ten minutes of it, and I think Fraubo got captured by Satan Gundam, and then uh, I wandered around and I had a battle with Amuro. I don't know why I was fighting. It's actually Amuro. Like, I'm playing the Gundam. But then I run into Amuro wearing, like, knight suit of armor. It, it, it's not meant to be taken seriously. So I think if you see a game and then yeah. another game where it's like, hey, a SD version of it, um, I would assume it means parody. But I don't know if that's been, like, a thing that they've done since, like, the 80s. Because yeah, that's – I know because uh... – Actually, this segues into something I did want to mention is that about a Japanese game that I've always wanted, like a, Jap a Japan-only game I've always wanted to play is, well, okay, it's not Japan-only, but it sort of is, is Snatcher by yes. Hideo Kojima. Yes. And actually, on the topic of SD, there is actually an SD version of that game, which is, like you said, it's all chibi-fied and stuff. Okay. So for so that's definitely a trend that has continued at least at least into the '90s anyway. But uh, but that's a game I've definitely wanted to uh, to play because I've heard that Snatcher on the MSX is really good. I mean, obviously yeah. the Sega CD version has the most amazing wow. intro theme ever. There but is an SD version of this. This looks incredible. Sorry, I, I just quickly googled it and it just looks amazing yeah it's it's really funny looking but just i because i don't know what really the major differences are but i'd imagine i i always like playing some of the original versions like i've recently been trying to play uh metal gear 2 
Solid yeah. Snake for the MSX, and that game is fantastic. But you know, so it's kind of made me want to play a lot of those kinds of games, you know, because you know the MSX games that were never really released anywhere else. Yeah. No, that was kind of um, something I was going for with getting like Turbo Graphics games. Is like there's a whole world of games that were never released over here that were like legitimately good, and I don't know. I I guess it's interesting to. I, I've played all the games that were released in America that I would like. Like, I've played all the RPGs. So what am I going to do? But wait, there's this whole world of games that I've just never even seen before. Yeah. Actually, uh, there's a game you might... Have you heard of uh, Sanctuary RPG? I do not believe I have. It is. It's on Steam. There's a Sanctuary RPG Black Edition. It is... Basically, it's an ASCII RPG with a bunch of randomized text, like... It has an overarching story, which is, you know, it is designed, but all of the battles you fight against, aside from bosses, are all completely randomized, as well as a lot of the dialogue. Like, there, there's, like, hundreds of thousands of lines of dialogue in that game, and it's just a very retro, roguelike sort of RPG, and everything is done with ASCII art. And cool. it, it, has, it has a really, really good sense of humor, like, e even your character, when you first create your character, uh, it gives you just a randomized summary that where it basically just gives you a long list of text, and all yeah. it is is just a bunch of random options that it tries to come up with. Yeah. Like, uh, what was mine? I'm trying to remember what mine was, because mine was really, really funny for the barbarian I had. Oh, here it is. So, my, my character's summary was... <laughs> Your name is James. You're a barbarian of husky and descent. You can see why kids love the taste of potionberry crunch. Raised by a sphinx, you only speak in riddles. Drinking a gallon of melted cottage cheese has been your biggest regret in life. One to enjoy intellectual pursuits, you read your shampoo bottle labels daily. Today you promised yourself you wouldn't cry. Yet a strange feeling overwhelms you as you convulse on the floor. Out of nowhere, a woman grapples a nearby potato and punches it. Unsure of your in of her intentions, you bite your fingernails. This is your story. Press any key to continue. Wait, what was this again? This okay. is Sanctuary RPG. Possibly the most hilarious and j just random RPG games. And it's all meant to look like you're playing it on, like, a command prompt window. Like, it's a really... It basically just looks like a really big command prompt window with uh ascii art lovely it's it's so much fun that is actually another game i have been playing quite a lot of recently so joe what games have you been playing i haven't i literally have not played a game in like a month <laughs> oh, oh you're gonna no. call me out on it you've let us down no okay look i wasn't calling you out on not playing video games i was calling you out on you saying that you weren't gonna play, be playing video games when you opened the podcast saying you were playing a video game you're right you're right. True. I was calling you out on lying, not not playing video games. Everybody You're knows right. that playing video games isn't a requirement for the Game Cola podcast. Well, <laughs> alright, that was boring. Move on. <laughs> anyway. Jenny, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be mean. <laughs> alright. Um, Mitch, uh, L. What is the game that you are in times recently been playing? 
in times recently playing have I been Spirits of Mystery, Chains of Promise. What's that? <laughs> I, I don't know what you said. Please that, go like, into more detail. What talking about, yeah. But <laughs> I don't play games that uh, it's none of you have heard of the Spirits of Mystery series, correct? It's yeah. a fairy tale princess adventure game series where you play Aww. a fairy tale princess and defeat the evil, evil Issa. Uh, this time he's trying to marry my best friend, and that's not good. Sounds and the elf kingdom is wait, next wait. door, so I, I get to rescue my friend and uh, take her to the elf kingdom. Good. Important distinction: Is he trying to be the one that like ends up uh, being married to? Your friend, or he just wants to be the person that marries your friend to their spouse, and everyone's upset about that. Like he's like, I must officiate this wedding. <laughs> you have to let other me games. This other games, he has had a love interest, um, but in this game, no, he himself wants to be the one to wed the princess. He plans on wedding the princess and then immediately killing the king so he can rule the kingdom. He's pretty wide open. I mean, he's pretty upfront about his plans. This this is not an evil villain who messes around. What a turn of events. What a twist. Hey. 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 Hi. Uh, uh, I, I can't think of a joke for your name. <laughs> wow. Anna Banana. Go with the lame one. Come yeah, on. No. Okay. I was just I listening to a podcast where you guys did that, and Anna was like, no, why? <laughs> yeah, that's always, yeah. I've got no, like, I don't like bananas. That's why I, also, I've been called that by so many people. Because you so use obvious. it as your username for stuff. For like only, How about like, Anna burn the car key? I don't know. Burn the car key. Something. That's it. That's what I'm calling you now. Oh my god. Anna, Anna, talk about video games or something. I play video games. What have you been playing? In recent times. Stardew Valley. Yay! Do you want to know how many hours? How many many hours? A lot. 108 hours. Oh my god! Like today? To, no. Today. Yeah, 108 hours in one day. Sure. Hours in the day. Yes. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe she's doing a speed run. That was the best that's, day. Ever. That's not how. That's not how speed running works at all. Um, what the heck? Meant to play, I also tried to play. It was an adventure game, and it looked kind of uh, <laughs> King's Quest esque. But it crashed on me, and I'm kind of okay with that mm. because it looked it looked okay, but the voice acting was really <laughs> stupid. I was not a fan. I also tried playing Sims 4 because I pl- I paid for it, and I'm like, I have to play it, and it's not good. I don't like it built. I'm so used to Sims 3 that I'm just like, mm, nope. I agree. I've tried to play my sister's Sims 4 before, and I don't like it. Oh, The Order of the Thorn. That's uh, The Order of the Thorn, The King's Challenge. That's what it's called. Okay. That's the game that I tried to play that I did not like. Did I play anything else? I don't even think I tried to play anything that's really sad (laughs) this is my life after college i i did get my sister to at least kind of start earthbound and she also bought papers please which is the game i played for like five days straight uh Uh several summers ago yay 
Well, if that's everyone's video games that they've been 108 playing. 108 hours. It's almost as bad as me as as me and Gmod years ago. If that is if that is everyone's video games that they've been playing in time, why don't we wrap things up? Okay. So, um, Social media. okay, no, never yeah, mind. Jetty, what have you put in the chat? Explain this to what? me. <laughs> Are you familiar with Adventure Time? Yeah, no, 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 I got that Oh, is that, that based one. on the upper the one? Above it. That's okay. so funny. What is the context of it? So, so for, for you listening... Is that supposed to be trying to say your name? A, 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 a thing that's it says spam in, like, asterisks. Yes. And then it says A-E, and then there's, like, a line, and it says... Arthur... Jastrzewski. Jastrzewski. Arthur Jastrzewski. Yes. Outsourcing Russian. Greetings, comrade. I am Arthur Jastrzewski. Is hello? Is this Mr. Arthur Jastrzewski? I was like, <gasps> at least they tried. How did you almost know my name? How did you almost know my name? Picture where yeah, he's like, how did you almost know my name? And he says, I have approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> yes. They at least tried to make it sound like some kind of. It, it would have made European? more. It would have been easier to fool if they hadn't put spam at the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is that is the game called uh, Spam Filter. Discovered it is spam, but still lets me you know, check just in case. We'll see oh, I see. Does, just in case, you never know. It's like, how did you almost know my name? Well, we better contact uh, Arthur Jastrzemski and uh, let him know. Yeah. It is an outsourcing offer. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Someone look up Archer Jastrzemski and see if he actually. Archer Jastrzemski. In the meantime, I've I've got a hard deadline at I eight o'clock. So come on, guys. Okay. <laughs> wow, he has a LinkedIn profile and everything. Look at him. Like Whoa. Okay. We should tell we him. To, we have to finish. We have, we have to, to finish the, the podcast. podcast. Michael has to go. Okay. So thank you for listening to the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, please find us on our actual internet website, GameCola.net. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, letter G, letter C, the word dot, the word net. That's the username for the YouTube channel. We Ooh. also have a Twitch channel. It's Game Cola. It's, you just search Game Cola and you'll find it. Anno, quickly, what, what is social media? Guess what? We have Facebook and Twitter, and guess what? It's also Game Cola. Not hard. You can also use those to ask us questions that we will answer on the podcast if you ask us questions there. Or you could email us at podcast at GameCola.net. Mm-hmm. What was that email? There's, there's iTunes, podcast at GameCola.net. You can also find us on iTunes, which is just search game call and you'll find us. Rate us highly, unless you don't like us, then you can rate us not at all. And that's that's how that works. So uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Okay, bye. 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 Now we can wait. Hold on. Let me let me let me do the thing. James Pelster. Okay, there we go. It's gonna. I'll, I'll just edit that deeply. in. I'll edit that in. I'll fix it in post. It'll be fine. Yep, it'll be great. Do it live. Just fix it. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Um. Okay. So. Speaking did... of live, I am uh, I'm live editing um, my uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Oh. What is it? Spirit of Justice.
what is this newest game? Spirit of Justice, right? So, okay, Michael, Spirit I can't, like, Phoenix. I can't, uh, you're going to have to introduce that differently because you can't use it, you can't segue out of a conversation that I'm going to edit out. <laughs> Wait. You can't be speaking of live because I'm going to edit that part out. Hmm. So you can't use that to transition into your topic. So Speaking of transitions, <laughs> I am live oh. Now I remember why we didn't invite Dude. him back. <laughs> Speaking of Ace Attorney. Yeah. Ace Attorney. 